Welcome to Stuff My Therapist Says, powered by Macon Wellness. I'm your host, Sarah Macon, and I'm glad you've taken the first step to healing and becoming happy again by listening to our podcast. Together with my exceptional Megan Wellness team, as well as other reputable authors, leaders, and mental health professionals, we'll be shedding light on key aspects of mental health and providing actionable tips, strategies, and advice to making healing a reality in your life. With each new breakthrough, we do our part to eradicate the stigmas surrounding mental health, and each episode of this podcast is built to help you overcome the obstacles impacting your life today. Let's begin. Welcome back to Stuff My Therapist Says. Today we have on the one and only Doug Puchko. Doug, thanks so much for being on today. Yeah, I appreciate uh, having me over. Yeah, of course. So today we are going to be chatting about the benefits of nature and how that can help to support your mental health. So starting out, what got you interested in the connection between nature and mental health? Sure. So uh, from a really young age, I grew up right next to kind of like a it was Stackhouse Park, but it's like a big forested wooded area, and we would go on hikes there all the time. Uh, I'd go bike riding all the time around uh, the area, around neighborhoods, and I'd kind of like leave during the day and come back at dusk and kind of just be riding my bike and kind of enjoying the scenery, different parks. We'd go swimming all the time, right, and kind yeah. of just always felt that connection with it. Even family vacations were always to a beach of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of having that sand, water, and it would just be, the day was the beach, right? So it'd yeah. be kind of, we get there as soon as we could in the morning, eat lunch there, and then leave when we needed dinner. So it was just yeah. kind of always that nature was a very big part of growing up and kind of finding that like family activity or, or comfort activity or something you do for fun. Yeah. So something that you grew up with. So can you share with me how mental health and nature are linked? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think when it comes to the topic, there's certain authors and books that really resonate with me. One is Blue Mind by Wallace Nichols. Another is Nature is Nurture by Megan Delaney. And then the other two that really spoke to me and kind of resonated a lot when it comes to how we process nature uh, is Deep and Breathe by James Dester. Uh-huh. And I think all four of these books are really just fountains of, of knowledge and concepts about how we get involved with nature and how it affects us physiologically as well as psychologically. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the statistics of what Americans spend outside, right? I think it's like 7% of their day is technically outdoors. Oh, wow. On average, and 86% inside, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's work, school, whatever it might be, or just sleeping. The other 7% is typically in transportation, so getting Mm -hmm. to or from. So such a small amount of ourselves is actually spent outdoors. And if you think about the way it used to be, hunters, gatherers, right? Like that is all that we were, was communing, being part of and engaged with nature. Mm -hmm. And what we lose whenever we only have that 7% of ourselves involved in it is a lot of studies have shown the effectiveness of spending time in nature when it comes to being outdoors is correlated with stress relief, uh, improved mood, neurological and cardiovascular benefits, Mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of physiological symptoms that have been measured in research to kind of show it prevents stress it can kind of bring ourselves back down it can kind of cause equilibrium and kind of being able to and just relax and you take in the noise you take in the sounds people who engage with nature typically feel calmer and more centered when it comes to what really impacts us there's been a lot of studies of just being around water or being around with the white noise concept Mm -hmm. right lowers 
blood pressure, right? And and the theory behind it is the more closer we get to water, our body kind of starts to lower blood pressure in case we get submerged, right? You kind of need to be able to hold on to that oxygen when you go under, it kind of just decompresses and so you can process it. Wow, so that's why people tend to feel more calm around water. Absolutely, yeah. Are there types of therapy that incorporate nature? Yeah, so there's there's ecotherapy and ecopsychology. What they can be, and it can even be like therapy sessions, include mm-hmm. being outside in nature, like being in a park and kind of having it on a bench or kind of having it in a secluded area yeah. to just have the nature be there as that calming presence. And I think a lot of people are familiar with gardening as kind of a good mindfulness tool mm-hmm. or having support animals, right? Yeah. Like nature doesn't just have to be plants and water, but can also be living things. Yeah. Right? So you'll have like a support dog to help with anxiety or even equine therapy. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have heard of that, but there's a lot of process there. There's a lot of engaging in the present, the now being with the horse, walking with the horse, being present, engaged with this animal, but we're not focused on that anxiety spiral, that, that outside mm-hmm. thoughts, but we're much more engaged in kind of, where am I here? Where am yeah. I now with this calming, processing engagement? That nature connection, right? Being part mm-hmm. of something, growing and living, and just being more involved with like, the fact that one, you can create something concrete, like not just the abstract, but like, look mm-hmm. what this process is or this impact I'm having with this other living thing. Yeah. Right? And you can read a lot of emotion off animals. You can read a lot of emotion off Horses, you can read a lot of life and nurture off plants. Mm-hmm. And just being able to kind of put fingers in the soil, engage with the plants, see the process of it, gains a lot of sense of accomplishment or sense mm-hmm. of like, I can create and I can have purpose, which is a lot of part of therapy we go over and discuss yeah. in a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. And it can be very therapeutic to see the completion of something because many times in life, it can take a long time to experience the completion or the end result of something. So things like gardening can help for someone to experience that. I actually remember whenever I was in my internship, my supervisor, she was telling me that she loves to cook because it's like clinically it takes time for results. And she specifically did addiction treatment. So the clients were externally motivated, like they didn't necessarily want to be in that program. So she, it would take a long time to see clinical results. And so she said that gardening it was either gardening or cooking, actually. One of those two things. I forget the exact one, but it was one of those. And she loved doing it because sure. it was like something that she could actually see the result of. Yeah. And it can even go hand in hand, right? Because you can grow yeah. a garden and then cook it later. And you kind of get that process of like, yeah. I've created not only this this life and this creation, but I've also created this dinner, right? Like yeah. this is kind of made from scratch or this is fresh from the garden. And it's that sense of pride and also like what I've contributed to then promote myself in the process, but also nourish myself in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. So there's a lot of talk about mindfulness and nature. Why do you think they fit together so well? Sure. So when it comes to mindfulness and nature, there's actually a, it's not like an actual diagnosis, but it's kind of eco-deficient disorder, right? And the concept of that is the way to describe the disconnect between people and nature, mm-hmm. right? Now, it, as I said, 86% of the time, if we're inside, we don't always have that connection of feeling like a sense of the world around us, mm-hmm. where we kind of get stuck in our own world or our own concerns. And a lot of grounding techniques are kind of focus on your surroundings. Yeah. Right. Focus on what exists around you and having a diminished sense of, of the senses, not being in nature, which is full of sights, sounds, mm-hmm. smells, right, can really pull us out of it. So it helps you to look at things in a different way and helps to ground you more. Absolutely. Right. And even kids right can engage in play therapy right they can have outdoor sessions where you can kind of like have them engaging something and once you're engaged in something outside of yourself the thoughts aren't as anxious or as ramped up and they can kind of feel more free or open or or 
secure to be able to express what they're going through. Yeah. Right. So this isn't just, you know, somebody who's kind of got their 401k and their house and everything together. And like, oh, I'm going to start a garden, but it can be for anybody yeah. anywhere. Right. It doesn't just have to be someone who can do it, but any age can benefit from kind of having this involvement. Yeah, absolutely. So outside of being more in touch with the organic sides of nature, such as plants and trees and animals, what are other ways people can find a mental health benefit from nature? Yeah, so there's been a lot of therapy done even when it comes to water, right? There's been a lot of studies of people in California who are kind of going through PTSD treatment with wounded soldiers, and they're Mm -hmm. kind of going through water therapy and and surfing and learning how to kind of find balance in a turbulent world, Mm -hmm. right? The whole concept of surfing is we don't control the ocean, we don't control the waves, Mm -hmm. but if we can process and be part of it and kind of accept that we don't have that control and exist within it, it can translate to a lot of different aspects in our life. Yeah. When it comes to outside of just going through water therapy, there's also the benefits of RCT, which is uh, relational cultural theory. Why that comes into play with nature is kind of the same part of life doesn't just have to be us, but also the interconnection that we have and the interdependence with nature, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to feel like everything is on me and like I, I can't ask for help or assistance, but we can accept the idea of there are things outside of my control and things that I can engage with within nature that can benefit me. Or right? we mm-hmm. kind of talked about gardening and kind of having that connection with it, using nature as a major tenant to help clients find that benefit and find that way to overcome challenges. I can release this to the rain outside, or I can release this to the smoke that I feel right. And kind of even picturing those images of how I can relate myself to the weather and how I can kind of pull myself up with it or or kind of pull myself out by focusing on what's going on around me versus getting stuck in those, those anxious thoughts or spirals. Mm -hmm. So being more in tune with nature and accepting what is happening. Absolutely. At Macon Wellness, our priority is helping you heal and become happy again. We make it easy for you to connect with our exceptional team of therapists right from the comfort and privacy of your device. Not only is this approach more accessible, but it also comes at a much lower cost compared to traditional in-person counseling. We believe no one deserves to suffer in silence and encourage you to work through your challenges so you can live life to the fullest. Call 833-274-HEAL or visit makeandwellness.com to get started with online therapy. Like learning to ride the wave. Yeah. Along with that, I think a lot of people, when it comes to riding the wave, right, you have a lot of metaphors that people use about nature all the time. Yeah. Right. Even when it comes to stopping a bad habit or, or trying to quit smoking or whatever it might be, people kind of talk about like riding the wave. Yeah. Right. And so we use those metaphors all the time because nature has such a deep connection to us. Mm-hmm. There's also the idea of, of leaves on a stream, which is kind of close your eyes, picture leaves floating slowly down the stream mm-hmm. as they do put your thoughts attached to eat leaf and just watch it drift away. Right. There's a lot of calming nature concepts that we use all the time. Uh, even tying guilt or shame that you feel, put it on a rock and throw it in the pond, mm-hmm. right? Feel it sink away and disappear. These connect so deeply with us because we've been part of nature as humans, right? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of what we've come in and been part of. And so being able to have that full sensory engagement is really important. Even yeah. a lot of religious or spiritual concepts bring nature into practice, right? Mm-hmm. We originated from dirt or or we came from the ground or we were made from nature and and as part of it and being able to connect back to that is really important to kind of help find that sense of of peace and inner relaxation Mm -hmm. and a lot of times certain religious practices will carry that concept uh whether it's ashes when it comes to you know ash wednesday or whether Mm -hmm. it's being able to say we bury ourselves back in the ground right we kind of return from once we came yeah 
those concepts in there are all over our culture yeah. of kind of bringing ourselves back with nature. Sometimes it's just not until we've deceased, right? Yeah. But being able to focus on how I can do that and how I can reconnect so that I can just bring myself back to calm. Yeah. And this is such an amazing thing to keep in mind, not only for yourself, but also for your families, because sometimes there's a misconception or a thought that taking care of my mental health is going to be extremely expensive or it's going to be very time consuming. And you know what? We all have the ability, even if it's for like one minute a day to be outside or once a week or once a month to be able to spend some time outside and in nature. And it's, you know, last time I checked, Mother Nature doesn't charge you to step outside your house or your apartment or anything like that. So it's a great thing to start to consider to incorporate into your routine and potentially into your day. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you say to people who are listening who don't have the time or they don't have the ability to go outside? Sure. So there are a lot of people, right, who, whether it's physical limitations or just the time of day, I get out of work and it's already late, especially around the winter and there's no time to kind of engage or like just go to a park isn't really nearby. It's hours away or something like that. Transportation might be difficult. And so when it comes to the the concept of blue mind, right, the idea is kind of engaging in that mildly meditative state of just existing within nature, whether that's being next to a bird fountain yeah. or whether that's being next to a fountain outside or kind of just having that rippling sensation or that constant white noise of water can activate the same thing and kind of bring our down and kind of, and just decompress. Yeah. Uh, and they call the, the opposite, right? The red mind, which is kind of that anxiety driven, hypothalamus engagement of, of yeah. stress, fight, flight, freeze. And so being able to kind of suppress that of, of how can I work through this by kind of incorporating, whether that's having, you know, plants around my house or, mm-hmm. or something of engagement where I can just see nature around me. Mm-hmm. And it, there's been studies shown where even just having rivers nearby or something like that helps bring us down. It doesn't have to be a beautiful scenic lake isolated where no one's around. But if you look at civilization, all of it was founded around water, yeah. right? whether that's the rivers or whether that's uh, the ocean we kind of came from there and, yeah. and we've always been around there, right? Even in, in Pittsburgh here, we have the three rivers, right? Yeah. Everywhere you go, you're going to run into one eventually. Yeah. And so finding that space, if that's even going there or being able to just kind of look at an image has even shown to be beneficial. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people will have nature images in their house. My, yeah. my house is covered in places that I've been because being able to look up at that, even though I'm inside working or mm-hmm. doing whatever throughout the day is kind of, Oh, I remember whenever I was there. Yeah. Like, oh, I can recall the piece that I felt there. Or like, oh, just seeing that. And those studies have shown that part of it itself has been beneficial and just kind of bringing our stress down and being able to kind of, oh, refocus. Okay, there is yeah. more outside of what's going on than just right here. There's that view or there's that that sense of nature or the world's bigger than just what I'm processing. It helps to remind you of good memories, which is really nice. When you're talking about the three rivers, it made me think of, so I used to live downtown and I used to go, I would go on like night walks, which now I look back and I'm like, I don't know how safe that was. <laughs> but I used to go on walks like almost every single evening and I would go to the point and there's a little grassy area. And I remember I would just like sit and think about what are my intentions for tomorrow or for like the week and reflect on my day. And I was practicing and like seeing clients at that point in time and just thinking about the clients and everything that we've gone over and just just thinking about a bunch of different things, really, depending on, well, it really depended on the day and 
And I just remember, I, I, I right now, I really miss that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Now it's going to, you know, it's not necessarily something I can do now, like that exact same way. But like considering like, is that a possibility, even if you're sitting on your porch or if you're able to go outside and finding what really works for you. There's some people that love to hike. Like I have a girlfriend who loves to hike and her hikes are so intense and like they're very intense. And I went with her once and I love her, but I'm never doing it again. <laughs> but for her, like that works for her. She loves it. And other people, they like, they like to bike ride and other people like to swim and other people like just like they just like go and sit outside, you know, just really considering what works for you and what makes you really feel the best whenever helps you to refill your cup. Cause ultimately everything that Doug is talking about, you know, really consider like what, which one of these types of activities works best for yourself. Because when it comes to your mental health, there's unfortunately no one size fits all. So really consider what, what you like the best and start to get that into your life and into your routine. Absolutely. And I think you hit it really well going to the point, right? There's grass, there's a giant fountain and there's yeah. water, right? So it's kind of surrounded by nature while still being in the city. Yeah. It's so like giving that space to just kind of decompress, process and feel part of nature, even though you're, you're right there next to downtown. When it comes to that, right, a lot of people like fishing, not yeah. just because there's a sport attached to it, but there's the water, there's the calming, there's the constant babbling of the. That's why people have white noise machines, yeah. right? That's not just a simulation of, you know, I need to block out my environment, but like a lot of white noise is the wind blowing through the trees or the water traveling somewhere or kind of hearing the crickets outside, the birds chirping. Like it's kind of yeah. that background noise we've been uh, evolving around for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. White noise hits that same spot. Of like this is calming, right? Yeah. And kind of people will fall asleep to that just like they would when we were sleeping in caves or, or, yeah. or much less fancy houses that we have now. Yeah. When it comes to international studies, there's been one done even that they found the most popular color that people have as their favorite color is blue. Yeah. And the second one is green. The theory is that that's correlating to nature. Like those two hit the most. Mm-hmm. I think the third is actually orange, which people have kind of said because really? there's a lot of deserts or, or rock sands that kind of hit that same hue. But if you look at nature, those are the three most prevalent colors yeah. that kind of exist. Yeah, that's true. Which then makes me think, what happens if someone really doesn't like one of those colors? That's but a, that's a whole other yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think even looking at that kind of what hits for people, some people are like nature is uh, hot or sweaty or like I don't like bugs or or whatever it might be. Like there's still spas, right? Like people go or sensory deprivation tanks. Like there's the idea of like let me isolate myself, but there's plenty of water. Like if you look at the like the symbol for a spa is typically like a water fountain or like some kind of water symbol, right? Water is used as a lot of like this is calming and soothing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of embedded so much into our culture of let's have a relaxing day at the spa, which is typically like – moving water right like that's the idea of it yeah Doug this has been amazing getting to learn more from you and learning more about the benefits of nature and how that can really support someone's mental health do you have any final words of wisdom for our audience sure yeah I I think what's really important in this uh, is just kind of making sure you find that space to go outside you know to enjoy that seven percent of your day that exists whether that's just catching some sun out there or kind of looking out the window and seeing nature unfolding, or if you're in the city, uh, there's a concept called biophilic design, which is just kind of having plants in the house or having Mm -hmm. pictures of water or having things that remind you of the ocean. You know, see a lot of bathrooms that are ocean themed, kind of carrying that concept of like, how can I feel connected with nature, even if I can't necessarily access it right now? Those are really important. 
uh, pictures of animals in the house, whatever it might be to kind of feel like, oh, like there is more than just where I'm existing because studies have shown those are just as effective of kind of getting that calming sensation or like bringing you down, not quite as much as, you know, laying in a swimming pool for the day and kind of yeah. having that floating feeling, but it definitely has an effect. And I think that's important to kind of treat yourself to that self-care, what's important and kind of help you decompress, take a nice hot bath, you know, whatever it might be to kind yeah. of feel like you can calm down refocus on, on what you're doing, what you want and restart the process. Wonderful. Great words of wisdom. Well, thanks so much for being on Stuff My Therapist Says. Yeah, thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Stuff My Therapist Says, powered by Macon Wellness. If our conversation brought new insights and perspectives into your life, please do not hesitate to share this episode with one person in your circle who will gain positive energy from it as well. Remember, the stigmas of mental health are a thing of the past. If you're ready to take the next step to heal and become happy again, find us at Macon Wellness on your favorite social media networks or reach out to our highly rated Macon Wellness team by dialing 833-274-HEAL. Or you can schedule an appointment on our website at MaconWellness.com. Until we meet again, this is Sarah Macon reminding you that healing happens here.